Welcome back to Geek Life, the Indie Comics Podcast on Pandamanga.com. I'm your host, JP. As always with me are my fearless co-hosts, Joe. Kaka And Marcus. Teehee. Everybody, hang your head in a moment of silence. This is Joe's last podcast in the studio with us. Joe is moving to Washington, so... It wasn't even as long as our 10-second ambient noise. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Joe is moving to Washington to to chase his dreams of coffee and pale women. Ah, yeah. (laughs) No, Joe's going up there to continue his schooling and just to freaking live in in Seattle, because that's something he's always wanted to do. It's a bucket list kind of thing, and I finally have a reason to go there. Woot. I heard you get sleepless when you're there. Well, I guess you also fall in love. Yeah, mm, yeah it's, like it's that. a thing. Yeah. So we Which are going to miss Joe a lot. We are also going to try and figure out a way to Skype him in or something. Which means it'll mm-hmm. be John, Marcus, and Robo Joe. Because I will be a talking head. Yeah, sky- Skyping and whatever. I'm excited. Always, always sounds like hot garbage, and it's something I'm not excited about doing. But I don't want to lose Joe, so it's all good. It'll You're work. a fantastic audio engineer. Okay, yeah, I'm a fantastic guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix the, the, uh, the lag and robot voice problems that are totally outside yeah. of my control. That's the plan. And then you'll be famous. Of course, yes. Anyway, those of you guys that have been with us from the beginning, or just anybody that appreciates listening to Joe's sultry voice, just uh, you know, send us an email at geeklife at panamanga.com and and just say how much you're gonna miss Joe, and and uh, we will figure out a way to get him back on the podcast. Although I'm thinking that there'll probably be a couple weeks where he's not around. Hmm. being that he's going to have to settle in and we're going to have to find some way to get the electronics and audio and all that figured out. Um, shouldn't be too difficult. No, it's not going to be too difficult. No. It's, luckily, it's in, it's in the same time code. Is it, or time, it's in the same time zone. Time zone. Yeah. I was going to say time code or area zone. That's what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's in Very the same. Good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. So it's not going to be too hard to schedule, I don't think, nah. as long as you maintain you know, your same recording night off anyway joe will be missed joe will be missed here as a friend and then also as a co-host on the podcast and uh, hopefully his hiatus from the podcast won't be very long and hopefully we'll see him back in california when he has sowed his wild oats and finished his schoolings so that we can have him never leave again <laughs> just like no! don't put that juju on me man <laughs> anyway we're gonna miss you buddy um all thanks thank you for being such an integral part of the podcast from the beginning and hopefully we'll continue to be an integral part of the podcast i think so all right so today we're talking about oh hell oh hell is available at ohellcomics.com for you to read all of the five issues that are out currently you can follow oh hell on twitter at oh hell comics on facebook.com forward slash oh hell comics and tumblr at oh hell comics.tumblr.com very nice gotta love that same at the full yeah, run it's, it's beautiful oh hell is written by george wessel illustrated by dave Heyman. colors by michael bickhoffer lettering by troy pateri oh hell follows a group of troubled teens that were shipped off to boarding school after their parents had enough what the parents didn't know is the academy is actually in hell Set in a world that was created in a long-ago unsold screenplay, The Imp, no relation to the Adam Sandler film, written by George Wessel and Michael Connell when they met at a UCLA extension course. Since then, Wessel and Michael have collaborated in the development of several feature film scripts. Joe and I actually ran into George Wessel at the comic convention a while ago, and we have a little interview to play for you guys. So we'll let George tell you a little bit about his comic, and then we'll jump into our thoughts. Hey everybody, this is JP from Pandamanga.com. I'm here with George Wassel, and we're talking about Oh Hell. 
Oh hell. Oh hell. Which you can find at ohellcomics.com, as in O-H, hell.com. That's so, right. So tell me about Oh Hell. Oh Hell uh, began as a, uh, a webcomic. Uh, we now have, uh, I believe as of today, we have uh, 67 pages up online. What's the frequency of release right now? We update twice a week. We update wow. Mondays and Thursdays. That's quick. Yeah. Uh, I've got a very talented young artist, uh, Dave Hammond, uh, is doing all the uh, pencils and inks. And then um, uh, also an equally young and talented uh, colorist, Michael Burkhofer. Yeah, the, I mean, the art stood out right away. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we came right over to you. It's gorgeous. Yeah, the, these, guys, uh, these guys deserve to be uh, uh, really recognized for what they do. Absolutely. It's incredible. So tell us a little bit about the story, but don't give anything away. Basically, the uh, story's about uh, uh, the parents have had it with these kids. Parents the world over. Uh, parents the world over uh, have had it with the kids. Uh, they're done, finished, uh, and finally decide to ship them off to boarding school. Okay. Not realizing that the school there is actually in hell. Actually in hell. Actually in hell. Like ran by demons and everything. Uh, exactly. Nice. And uh, it's pass-fail. And what does fail actually mean in hell? Well, uh, that's like the, tortured forever. Well, the thing is, is uh, hell demands a soul. <laughs> wow! And so the choice is going to be made: you either go out and commit to becoming a demon and begin collecting souls, wow, or you pay the price with your own soul. Wow! So the um, story revolves around a couple of kids, uh, uh, Zipper and Zoel, and their story. Zoel began life as a dumpster baby. And Zipper, you'll see, um, uh, got his name uh, because of the uh, trail of cigarette burn scars left by his stepfather. So neither of them had good upbringings? No, not real, uh, not so real how, good starts. So then how did they end up in the, down, down there? Because their parents didn't send them down there, right? Well, the parents thought they were sending them to a good school, oh, okay, which okay. is a point to be made for due diligence. Mm -hmm. So... Parents thought it was a good school, all the advertising, and, and actually when we released the graphic novel, uh, uh, the plan now is we're going to put an application for the school in the uh, back That's of the graphic awesome. novel. That's awesome. Yes, we it. thought there might be some parents who might want to <laughs> take advantage of that. That's awesome. So, so how long has this been going now? Well, we began the web presence uh, around, well... You know, we went through all those growing pains. Sure. Uh, we had a website up, and then we realized it was a crappy website. We pulled it down. So we really began posting around uh, uh, the middle of December in, in 2012. Okay. And um, then the, the print edition of Chapter 1, which is the only print edition we're going to do, actually, we got that the day before WonderCon. Oh, wow. So just recently. Just recently, yeah. So we've been uh, out uh, uh, trying to get that disseminated, to get it out, you know, do the branding, get people aware of us uh, since April. Sure. Awesome. So. Well, you were saying that you had been written screenplays previously? Uh, as a hobby. As a hobby. As a hobby. Over the last 20 years, I, I wrote, um, oh, probably uh, 15 different screenplays. Uh, I had eight of them that were actually optioned. Wow. That's uh, amazing. No nothing was ever produced. And now, that's not as impressive as sounds because sometimes the option was for a dollar. Oh, okay. Sometimes the option was for a check that never cleared the bank. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so it was time to take, take your skills and move them into comics. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, How have you liked that transition? Uh, I loved it. Uh, and um, uh, it, it's a wonderful medium. Um, especially uh, for a writer, and if, if you're a visual writer, um, 
you know, I guess maybe the closest thing it comes to is, is it gives you a chance to be a director as well. Sure. Especially if you find an artist that you can work with and, and someone who gets what you're trying to do. It's always tricky to get someone that works well with you, but when you do, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, and I've been so lucky. Dave, Dave Hammond, um, he immediately got what we were after. He immediately got the, the tone that uh, I was uh, looking for, and... And the characters, I tell you, if, as, as a writer, it's so exciting to see something that has been running around in your head out on on the page. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. So what are you planning on this? How far are you planning on this going? Well, I'm retired now, and I've taken my children's inheritance. And, <laughs> and we're going... Use it on comics. And we're going all the way. <laughs> yeah. Nice. W looks like we're on pace uh, maybe late October, early November. We should be uh, uh, able to go ahead and take this to print. Wonderful. Uh, so you're looking to do a full graphic novel? Full graphic novel. Right now it's it's uh, 182 pages plus bonus material. Awesome. So it'll probably be a 200, maybe a little bit over 200 page book. That sounds amazing. Well, we're looking forward to checking it out. And uh, where can we find you online again? Ohellcomics.com. That's O-H-H-E-L-L comics.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much. Right we on. really appreciate it. Thanks again, George, for taking the time to talk to us at the convention. Uh, busy table as always, and we just appreciate when people actually take a moment and talk with us and record a episode, throw us a issue, and give us a chance to take a look at their work. Very exciting and much appreciated as always. All right, so we're going to break it up as we always do into two parts. First, the story, and then the art. So, the story of Ohel. Thoughts, gentlemen? Well, again, not the most original thing we've seen. Sure. But I definitely like the concept. He he pitched it pretty well too mm -hmm. when we were walking by. Mm -hmm. The parents are sick of their kids. Send them to boarding school. Didn't know it was hell. I thought that was pretty clever. I've seen you know them send kids to boarding schools all over the place, and turns out to be mutant internment camp or yeah the, the the boarding school like oh it's our last ditch effort we're gonna send our terrible kids to boarding school and then the boarding school is like terrible and the kids go from being the aggressors to the victims like that's mm -hmm. that's a well-known sort of story style you know it's been told yeah, i think and i've so, seen that in goosebumps even yeah absolutely absolutely so it's it it's yeah when he said that it was kind of like oh that's an interesting idea but it's kind of been done mm -hmm. in you know in a different fashion but uh so it was interesting to see um where they went with it yeah and you know it's definitely going to hinge on the characters the character interactions and development uh you know getting us to be having like getting us to feel like there's a sense of urgency to the events of the story. And, um, and that's, I think, really what's going to hinge on all of this. Because, like you said, it's a concept that's a good concept. It's a great concept, yeah. but it's not in any way a, like, I've never heard of that before. But, you know, what is it these days? It's too damn hard to come up with something brand new. There's too many freaking people telling stories out there, bastards. I'll tell you what's original, though. What? Crime-fighting marshmallow. That's the, some original shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it really started off with a bang, but it was almost jarring. We meet who, who we can kind of only assume. I mean, he said so in the interview, and so we knew. But just reading the comic, we meet who we can only assume is Zoel mm. in the dumpster. Nothing is said about it. There's no real like transition from her being in the dumpster to her like growing up. There's no, there's nothing. It's just like, oh look, a dumpster baby, and then some hobo walks up and says, oh look, a baby, and then all of a sudden she's like grown up, dyed hair, troublemaking kid, tattoo of her name on her neck with two elderly people that 
We can, again, only assume are her adoptive parents. Is one of them the homeless guy? Did he get a job? What's the story there? We don't know. It's right. just now she's with people. That was a little strange. Yeah, it was a little between strange. homeless guy to like, oh, it's mom and pops. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so I there's a lot of just kind of like, the oh. baby. <laughs> like, don't eat the baby, homeless guy. That's not beans. Don't, don't do it. Don't do that. Sweet, a baby. I can sell this. It was weird, though. It was a weird sort of jarring transition. It really feels yeah. like this first issue doesn't mince words it's just kind of like bam story motherfucker you know it's just like boom 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 it like changes stuff really fast and it's just kind of like oh all right and then like three pages in she's like getting you know pulled off to hell by a giant scary demon it's kind of like all right i guess we're not gonna waste any time to that huh that's funny that is like the exact opposite of last week when we talked about deadly class it's all character development until the last three pages yeah this is the antithesis of deadly class and this it's maybe three pages of development and then bam all the everything happens. demons kaboom yeah. devil <laughs> bad guy i mean i think the story is an interesting premise but it feels like it moves too quickly and doesn't really give us enough time to get to know the characters mm-hmm. or more particularly care about the characters and i'm not asking for mind-numbingly boring you know exposition about mm. the character's history and blah, blah blah i was born i lived I yeah died. i mean but there's there's got to be something for us to latch on to mm-hmm. something some aspect of the character some little glint of of you know weakness or failing or humanity or, or mm-hmm. something that makes us go oh and care about them somehow yeah care that they you know got sucked into hell right exactly and but so far the, zoel yeah. is just kind of a shithead yeah by know? the end of the first issue you're like all right they deserve to be right. here. and there's really nobody it. there to like and then that's not the way it is. I've known plenty of, you know, I like troubled Zipper. kids over the years. And it's just kind of like... Zipper seems like he's got a... Z- yeah, Zipper is the only dude who seems like he's got something interesting going on. They but all, they have like two pages, maybe, where he, he and Zoel are starting to kind of make a connection. It's kind of like, let's reveal more of Zipper's story. And then in comes the magic green smoke that means it's time to change the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it more of as like, a, this is not... Okay, I'm glad they, I'm glad they did the smoke thing for the following reason. Okay, to me, if they were in a, a high school, if they were in a high school of hell, which is what this is, it's high school hell. Which is I, okay. I got too many things I want to say. All right, if they were in a high school of hell, if they were late to something like that, I would not think. Uh, of the devil or demons as being people who would put up with bullshit. Yeah. No, no, they do a good job of making and, it feel scary, making yeah. it feel like, yeah. oh, so shit, that's no, why I'm like, around. your okay. name's getting written on the board. And you're going into the pit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like what he said. I like how he's like, it's pass fail. Yeah. In every way, every step, it's not just you have one class and it's pass fail. It's like every step of the way, it's like, you are successful or we, you die. You get thrown in the pit and your soul gets absorbed and um, yum, 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 yum. Yeah. But the smoke I thought was a great way of how souls get absorbed. You're going to get to where we want you to be when you want you to be there. Or right. you get excruciating pain. Like that's that's the consequences. So I, I actually liked the the smoke. I didn't think of it as like a time for the next scene, but it kind of is. It's, yeah. total, it's it magic totally scene chain a, smoke a, and you never know where it's coming from. And I think he's just farting. I think he's just like, it's just all... The demon's like, oh, let's like, start class. Mm, demon shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a what one? It's like, it is silent, but deadly. But deadly. <laughs> You're such a dork, sir. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun and, and like the, you know, and kind of like confident in how strong the characters are and everything like that. But it, I, I didn't come away from issue one. And I read four of the five issues and I, I didn't come away from issue one feeling kind of like gee whiz i really care what happens to these people and i want to know what happens next i came away from it kind of like the headmaster's a dick obviously that makes sense 
all the characters we've come across so far, save Zipper, save that, like, two bubbles in the entire comic that go, oh, there's something going on with him. He's a really, you know, maybe he did have some, uh, oh, wait, nope, time, you know, magic scene change fog. Now let's go. You know, it's just kind of like, what? Like, I just didn't feel like I came away from it being like, oh, yeah, I really care about these guys. They didn't make them likable characters. No, they're not They didn't spend any time doing the backstory. And I actually prefer when the exposition happens uh, intertwined. I actually prefer when the exposition happens uh, as flashbacks inside the story as as opposed to having a full issue and then the next... Deadly class. Deadly class. Where the story begins after the first issue and then I feel like it's a wasted issue. I like to be plunked right down in the middle of the action. Yeah. And then through conversation, dialogue, flashbacks, skillful flashbacks, let me put that in there you've come to figure out what's going on. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a whole lot. Yeah. A lot of people don't like this show, but I, I love it, um, and I will always love it. Um, Lost, that's what that show is about. It's like they put you in the situation, and then every episode is a different character where you get to learn their backstory. And mm-hmm. every every time it comes back to that character, you learn a little bit more. Yeah. Lost and is an impressive show. Yeah. I, I personally didn't like it because I felt like it went in a different direction than I was initially liking it for they uh, lost their to... mind on that show yeah i liked it a lot but Writer, I, the yeah. writer's strike killed so many shows oh is that really what happened there yeah that... my, my experience with lost was this watching the first season and it's like they crashed under this island it's so exciting it's like oh you know oh my gosh they have to figure out and scramble to survive and resources this and this and that and then there's some monster running around and is it is it a dinosaur what's happening people are getting taken in the night and then like that's all happening. None of that gets resolved. And it's like, let's spend 10 episodes exposition talk about he said, she said, I care, I don't care, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what happened to the monster? There was a monster that was taking people and eating them in the forest, black fog. Where did that go? See, Where, always, that did not get resolved. I okay, always I'm thought done. it was a good balance between showing what's presently happening yeah. and showing what's happened in the past, which is what I want in a comic book. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want a full issue up front yeah. that tells you what's happened in the past because then I feel like it's wasting my time and it's not actually getting to the story until you buy a couple issues in. In this case, I feel like that's that could be what they're doing. Because, like you, like we said, that throws you into it like immediately. Yeah, but I'd rather be thrown. I'd rather the first page be when she's already there. Oh, okay. Instead of because okay, here's the difference. When you're thrown into the action right away, what I mean by that is the first page starts with shit already happening, with the not, fog already coming, with the fog already coming, moving the scenes forward. Not let's rush to the first action beat. That's not what I mean. Hmm. I think that this comic feels like it to me. Really, really rushes hard. To that first, like, whoa, almost splash page of her getting grabbed by the demon. Mm. Where it's kind of like, I thought it would be more interesting if she was sort of, like, the first scene was her wandering around New York being like, I gotta find a soul. Like, that would have been more like, what is happening? Mm. And then a little bit of exposition and flashback would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. That that would have been pretty cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it went from, like, zero to 120 and tried to squeeze that in three pages rather than just starting out at 100. Well, see, that's the thing. And kind of letting you... Yeah. Go up and down from there. I was wondering where you're going with the numbers. I was like, how did you jump to 120? Because like, it's really Is it a percentage or is, yeah, it, is it a kaboom? It went to 120%. Because I, I didn't want to go to 60 because then that sounds like... What's wrong with 60? Uh, uh, zero to 60 is how fast a car goes. Oh, okay. And this is a comic. Comics yeah, this is, is a much comic. faster than cars. <laughs> much faster than cars. I thought you were a number <laughs> racist for a second there, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't I do prime numbers. You don't do prime numbers. You've had enough prime numbers in their bullshit. <laughs> okay, so I 
didn't mind the beginning of it. I, I, I saw the first two pages where they introduced Zoel, Zoel as... I know, what the hell? I, I think he said... I'm going I'm I'm to pause and Zoelle. just say, like, the naming on this book is a little ridiculous. Zipper, come on. Like, I felt well, like, okay. Like, do All you right. really want people to pick on your kid so much that you would name him Zipper? Well, no, I think he's named Zipper because he had burn marks in his arm down in, like, a row from somebody abusing him that uh. looks like a zipper. I don't I And I mean okay to be fair you, you know people have their like their gang name their street name or whatever and it's it's a it's a little I mean pushing kind of racist to have the only black guy in there be like yo man my name's Zipper. It's like <laughs> it can't it can't be like you know Dave. <laughs> you know. That's kind of what I was looking for but even like Zol Zoel like isn't that I thought for a second that was one of the bad guys from the first Ghostbuster movie. There is no there Dana, is no only Zoel. <laughs> I, I don't know. The naming, it, it kind of shook me as odd, and it was a little distracting, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And then even the name of the comic, to be honest, because we've been working up to this podcast, and I keep on thinking, oh, and we're going to do a podcast on um, Hell No, um, and Hell something, Oh Hell, uh, Oh Hell. And like it takes me a second to get back to it, because it, sure. it doesn't seem like there's a reason for that name like oh like unless it's like a sarcastic kind of like oh, oh hell. yeah i'm in hell now i like, think that's what it's supposed to be yeah, I, yeah. Mm, I don't like it I, I feel like high school hell or something something could have been thought of that would be more uh appropriate for the situation that they're in oh hell seems like it, it's just kind of like you just don't like having the two ages together i also don't, don't like, like having terrible. two ages together i feel I like a, a website when you're doing it when you have any sort of business or anything and you, you're trying to sell, tell someone this oh, is when you have a business not a business a business a business Bidness. Don't be racist. Um, I'm not being racist. That's what someone, you said. This is, when you got a business. My name is Zippa. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How much of this can I keep in? <laughs> I don't know. I will, I will zip you. <laughs> um, when you have a business and you have a name that's going to have two letters and that's going to go directly into a website like ohellcomics.com and you have to explain to everybody that's O-H-H-E-L-L and specify that there's two of the same letter in a row. That to me seems like it's more work necessary. And you're setting yourself up for a little bit of failure. I hate that my email address has two of the same letter in a row. And when I say my email address, I have to tell everybody, oh, yeah, it has two of this letter in a row. So it's just one more step. And I feel like it it could possibly hinder if someone's looking for you. It, and it, besides strike, that, it strikes it just, a little close to home, it sounds like. It does strike a little close to home. And besides that, it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a good name. It doesn't seem like it's a, a, a comic. Like, have you read Oh Hell? Um, I'd be like, no, that sounds stupid. That's really mean. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just I I can't. No, get I mean the, ti- the you know the, the title comics. is an important piece of the comic. It's the first thing that the comic. It's typically the very first thing that you're introduced to in a comic. I mean, more than the cover, more than the first issue, the 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 title. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you hear a title. I'll tell you what. Every week, John Harder of Waterfront Comics, he sends out an email to his you know dearest most regular customers that basically lists all the new books he's going to have in that week and there's been more than once where i'm thumbing through that and i don't know what one of those is but there's the, the the title sounds interesting i click on it, i'm like oh my get that that sounds awesome and i learn about it i'm like yep that is awesome or i learn about it, and it's like nope but like the title itself has actually gotten me to like google search what that book's going to be hmm. because the title yeah. itself is like oh that sounds like something i'd like Anyway, I would have made different choices had I named this comic and then named some of the characters. I guess is sure, the sure, bottom line sure. for that one little rant, if you will. The issue one leaves us curious about what's happening. The very beginning moves incredibly fast. A lot of stories told very quickly. Then it slows down a little bit, but at the same time still has sort of points where we just rev it up to 120 because comics go 120. Damn right they do. 
and then drop back down. So there, it, it, the pacing is kind of up and down. Right? Well, what I was going to say before I became the name Nazi was that <laughs> I like the first two pages because to me that was showing that Zoel was the main character. Yep. It's like, okay, this, this is going to be the only character that you get a preview of what you know, her life looked like before she went into it. And granted, it wasn't a lot of what her life. It was yeah, literally all I wanted one was a piece transition of background. From dumpster baby to now I'm in a car getting dropped off at the school. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, even, even like just a bub thought bubble. But there wasn't anything. I feel like I've seen movies that go with a transition from showing someone as an infant to what that person evolves into based on what happened to them when they were a baby. And I feel like that was this. Like, she was a dumpster baby. So when she grows up, she's going to be a little fucked up. Like, <laughs> I, I I get that, and I mean not just. You're oh my god, baby I'm, I'm, I'm a dumpster baby racist. I'm gonna get dumpster babies just fucking crowding my house and throwing like glass bottles at me. Like how could we'll you throw garbage at you? That's how they roll. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was worse. Now they're coming after you, and I'm gonna organize <laughs> that was, them. That was horrible. Okay, wow. bad person. So that sorry. Was, <laughs> that was pretty wow. bad. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But to me, the the uh, flash from I think baby. I'm, I'm going to help that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna well, go to oh, pass hell. fail. So. Oh my god! <laughs> you're gonna have the, the small demon farts. I'm... <sighs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, dumpster baby to <laughs> fucked up teenager was like here is. <laughs> okay, I'm Sorry. gonna give I'm gonna give you a second to <laughs> to revel in your race in your dumpster baby racism. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so fucking funny. I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining a bunch of a bunch of fucking trash cans like lined around your front house, and then they all pop up out of there like crush for the grouch and just start throwing shit at you. That's that, that's a pretty fucked up image. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> I could see the transition from dumpster baby page later to kind of. Fucked up teenager yeah. being as like a um, an artistic tool saying like flash forward this is what happened because of the fact that she was a dumpster baby you know like she it kind of skips a lot of the the teeny the the growing up the teenager angst and stuff that gets her to that point and I'm like I okay I see it, it to mm-hmm. me it made sense and then like I said it also doubled as this is going to be the main character that we focused on sure and so while I I agree that it definitely goes to 120 really quick. I was like, all right, that's a, that's a good roller coaster. I, I it shows her, it shows what she's like, and then oh, the page shows- when the de- demon shows up artistically is like, oh, all right, that's awesome, and it shows up early and quick, and it's it's kind of, you know, sooner than you would expect. Mm-hmm. It's not when they're in hell. It's not when there's the big reveal like you're in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I'm not going with you, and it's like, I'm a demon now. I'm yeah, bullshit. you are. You know, it's kind of like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the story's about it's about hell. It's about no, but I mean that's what I'm seeing. I like hell. that scene. That scene was yeah. awesome. Oh, okay, I was I was I was yeah. defending. I was like, yeah, but this is the best. And shut up, John. You're a dumpster baby racist. Yeah. Um, and I was impressed with the little bit of like classic demonology. They had to meet him at a crossroads. Yeah, yeah, that's totally awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. That was clever. I don't know anything about that. That's the old story. We basically yeah. you meet a demon at the crossroads and to sell cross, your soul. To sell your soul. To learn how to play the guitar real good. Yep. That's the that's the, thing. the fiddle song. You need to watch more of Supernatural. You will learn a lot about silly shit like that. All right. So the story continues when she's in hell and introduces uh, all the the kids. And unlike another comic that we reviewed, I felt like the Joss Whedon silliness of the high school uh, archetypes in this story fit perfectly mm. because. 
in another situation that I, I feel like should have been taken way more serious, it didn't quite mesh with uh, the environment. But in this one, where it's like, particularly in the, in the art style too, it made sense that it was, you had the the jock and you have the kind of geeky perv kid and then you have the cheerleader the cheerleader and all those archetypes kind of kind of worked and then it just kind of put on its head a little bit and it was like and there are all those stereotypes but they're all also dicks at the same time um it was like (laughs) it was the breakfast club but if everyone was like a dick and that also at the same time could be one of the downfalls of the story because like you said like you I gotta said, find someone who is likable. You need your sooner or someone later. to latch onto, mm-hmm. and they didn't provide that with Zol. The, the, the whole entire time, she was just kind of being a pain in the ass. There's another um, TV series similar to the storyline. Doesn't have to do with going to hell, but it has to do with death and, and becoming something that you're not called. Um, not Reaper. Dead like me. Dead like me. Oh, yeah, I love, I love that. Reaper. And I I love. Well, I love Dead like me, but the entire time, it, the girl just keeps messing up over and over and over and over again. And that's what I kind of felt like the first couple issues of this book were. And I'm like, stop. Like, learn that this is not a place where you can be a dumbass. Like, you're in hell now. But then again, I mean, I guess conflict progresses story too. So it's it's hard to yeah. sort of separate what was successful in my mind from what was I know but sooner or later she's got to be like no I'm actually a real person I'm not just a caricature of a troubled youth who is perpetually just being defiant for no damn reason all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's and that's, like, I think that's kind of how I felt about of, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's going to have to be some character development there like all right either I'm defiant for a reason or I'm I'm in on this. Story wise I really like the idea that they are going down there to basically train to be demons. And that they have to go up back into the world and get people to sell their souls like a Crossroads demon or something, which yeah. is freaking great idea. Like, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. cool. That's that's the school. That's the school is that you basically have the the power. And that was something they kept going over and over again in in the comic with the headmaster. He was like, now you have the power. You, you know, people are always trying to take your power away. Well, now you have the power. You can give somebody anything they want. Anything you say, you can fulfill their wildest dreams. All you have to do is bring their soul back. I thought for a second you were going to say with great power comes great responsibility. No, nope. you, you paused, nope. and I was like, "Is, is he going to go to Spider Man with this?" Nope, I didn't do it. Yeah, and then so with this power comes absolutely no responsibility. Exactly. Squiggly D. I get the distinct sense after reading a little deeper that when they start bringing the souls back that they have harvested from different deals and whatnot for their first, I guess, assignment, that the like really mean blonde chick who already got a soul. They hint that, you know, the the headmaster, the demon headmaster is kind of like, and now you're going to get all the power of that soul when they die. And she looks at him and she goes, so when he dies? And he goes, I think you understand. Or something like that. It's kind of like, she's going to go murder that guy. Like, that's the plan. (laughs) So I I definitely think that there's going to be more to it. They're not just going out and making deals. They're going to go out and make deals and they're going to screw these people over and try and have them, you know, meet an early end. Exactly. So it should be really interesting. It looks like. This is a comic that for me, it took several issues for me to be like, this is cool. But now I'm kind of in. But, you know, the first couple issues to me was kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. But now I like it. So, and that's what's so cool about something like this. It's online. There's like, what, six issues, five, six issues available on the line yeah. right now. You could just sit down and spend an afternoon just burning through it. I, that's exactly what I did. And I found myself on a roller coaster with this one because yep. I liked it from the beginning. And then I got into it, and I realized what the comic was turning into, and it's it kind of a, a high school teeny bopper type relationshipy mm. thing that happens to be in this extreme um, circumstances. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, are we gonna go there, really?" And then, as a guilty pleasure does, 
it, <laughs> it got under my skin and I enjoyed it and I kept going. This anyway. is like another Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of thing where it's like, I shouldn't like this, but I do. I know. It's like, oh, why am I watching the fifth season of Vampire Diaries? <laughs> it's just happening. I just can't stop. That happened to be, okay, all right. Honest moment here. I am perpetually looking for good supernatural, you know, stories. I like that genre. I'm interested in all that sort of stuff. And as I see it, it is very often that genre. Vampires, werewolves, ghosts, whatever, are very often tied up with silly teen drama, high school bullshit. Hmm. Case in point, Vampire Diaries. Case in point, the spinoff show from that, The Originals, or... I disagree on that. The Originals is an adult show. I love The Originals so yeah. much more than Vampire Diaries. Okay, all right. Let's not get into yeah. it. I agree with you. Yeah, I do. And then there's Buffy, and then there's... But Buffy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying... Okay, anyway, what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of stuff in that genre. Oh, okay, Teen Wolf. There you go. Perfect example, <laughs> right? It's like, good Lord. You know, it's just so much silly teen garbage mm -hmm. in and amongst what could otherwise be really compelling and interesting, like, supernatural stories. And so I'm starved for something that is... Like really good, but also adult, and that's why the originals was you know was a much more of a, a welcome change. I think there's still a little bit of the kind of there's romantic ties. There's, into yeah, it. there's there's a little bit of that sort of he said she said shit that that, but it's not anywhere near as bad as it is in the other show. And I feel like it's more strategy based. Yeah, like. and and the the but I don't even remember where I was going with this. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I was going to say I always find myself roped into watching those shows because. Mm -hmm. I have such a love-hate relationship with them because I so want to see something that has those elements in them. Like you were saying with like the Vampire Diaries, like why am I watching the fifth season of fucking Vampire Diaries? And I can remember I was living with uh, my friend Dustin and I watched like a little bit of the Vampire Diaries, couple, like a season or two of it. And I was like, I was like, you know, I just can't anymore. This is ridiculous, you know? And he was there when I had said that. I was like, this is stupid. I can't keep watching this. Like even if I'm totally interested in like the lore and the history and the, all that sort of stuff, like I just can't deal with the high school he said, she said, you like me, you don't like me, drama anymore. And then like a month later, he comes into the house and I'm totally watching the next season. <laughs> and he's like, I, th I thought you were I was like, shut up. <laughs> I can't help myself, you know? And it's like, so I know what you mean, like the guilty pleasure thing. But yeah. oh, a little side note, if anybody has the same struggles that Marcus and I seem to or are interested in supernatural sort of scary type stuff and are struggling with something that's not silly, check out Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful from Showtime. The first season is finished now. I think it's like a whole 10 episodes or something. It's got a bunch, it's got a great cast. It's a really cool story. Amazingly shot. Really not for children. And it totally finally satisfies that like, whoa, that was really good supernatural stories. And it's not silly teenage garbage. Cool. So that's one Yay. to look out for. Very cool. So going back to <laughs> Oh Hell, um, it, it became on the end of this roller coaster, it became a guilty pleasure that I actually was enjoying this sort of he said, she said, high school-y. Hmm. <sighs> Ain't that the bitch of it, though? Stuff. Yeah. It, it reels you in with with the supernatural. And then after a while, you're like, oh, no, I can't believe they're getting back together. He was so bad. For I know, right? <laughs> it happens. I want Elena to die so bad. Are you still watching it? Yeah. <laughs> Me Elena, I, need a, I, need a, <laughs> I really, really need Elena to die. I know it's it needs. You know what? Ha okay. I even heard you say, "No, I'm done with it." I'm not I watching know. It I, you know, it, it lasts for about a week or two, <laughs> or maybe a couple months or something. But like when inevitably, they did the body switching. Thing. Well, what happens is you run out of other shit to watch, and then you're kind of like, I sort of stopped in the middle of that I season. Get you a book, man. You know what? <laughs> to watch, I got plenty of shit to read. That's not yeah. the problem. 
There are certain situations. Okay, all right. You know what? We're, we're not talking about the comic <laughs> enough. Continuing on. Why don't we go ahead and take a quick musical break? When we get back, we'll finish talking about Oh Hell and uh, dig into the art a little bit. You're listening to Geek Life. Stick with us. Back to Geek Life, the Indie Comics Podcast on Pandamanga.com. I'm here with Marcus and Joe. I'm JP, your host, talking about Oh Hell by George Wessel, illustrated by Dave Hammond, colors by Michael Bickhofer, lettering by Troy Pateri. So we talked a lot about the story of Oh Hell. Why don't we go ahead and talk about the art of Oh Hell? Thoughts, gentlemen? I uh, liked it. I thought it was really strong. This, to me, the artwork sets the tone perfectly for that teeny yeah. bopper type high schooly yet. In yeah, there's a, a very kind of iconic situation. cartoony look to the characters, except the characters still have a reasonably hum- a reasonably realistic enough looking body so that the girls can still kind of be attractive. They don't look mm-hmm. like little cartoons, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but they have that sort but the of boobs are big and shiny. Right. Yeah, it definitely it's leaning a kind of, you know, physically towards that kind of Japanese cartoon sort of look, except the faces have. You know, they look man, they look like people, except they're more cartoony. And so it allows for that kind of not really simplified and cartoony and iconic looking, but also not over over realistic. It's kind of that middle zone, which is very much kind of that tone that the high school stuff is. It's sort of right in the middle. So you're like you said, it totally works really well. It's like a well stylized Archie yeah. type, type yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the character designs, they were all different enough that like you can clearly tell who everybody's at. There's no confusion character about like crazy strong in this. Yeah. Their character designs amplify their personality, in my totally. in my opinion. Which, you know, Zoel is a kind of asshole and she has all the tattoos and, and she looks really dark and kinda like an asshole. Um so it makes sense. Hey. She she dresses and looks like a prickly kind of person. I, I have tattoos too. And mm. yeah, see, you I, guys I, can I, talk I, shit about tattoos. I can't. Right. I had tattoos and piercings in high school, and uh, I was an asshole, and wow. still am. <laughs> um, so, no, wait a minute. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, I feel like the character designs were really well done. The environments are really well done. There's not a whole lot of negative space sitting around, uh, which always kind of bugs my eyes when yeah. whenever I see it. A um, lot of the negative space that would be there is filled with very, very good art, I mean, color. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like the coloring a lot. The coloring is very successful. They do this kind of almost watercolory sort of thing in the backgrounds, not on the characters themselves, and not really on the items in the background. But if there's just a wall, or whatever, like that works, I think really well. The book kind of has this like odd scrapbook look to the panels and the gutters. It's really mm-hmm. clean, and I think it works like just very very well, especially when the characters extend a little bit beyond the panel. 
No. And it gives us very strong layout. You know, it's nice. It's not as dynamic as like we were talking last week about Deadly Class, that the panels and the layout and that was way impressive. This is very, very strong, but it's a little bit less reactive to the environment. It's more of a style. Here's how it looks. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a lot of talking heads because it's a, you know, it's kind of a high school drama comic. And so it's a lot of busts talking, you know, which makes sense. But I like very much the way that they do the layout. I like that there's no actual ink lines for, you know, the actual panels and the gutters to define all that sort of stuff that it's just, I mean, it has, it's a scrapbooky kind of look. And I think that works really well. What was the name of the, of the cheerleader, the bitchy cheerleader? Um, when she transforms into a demon. Awesome. Mm. Amazing. And for some reason, it, it, it tickles me that as a demon, she has heels. Do you guys know that? Yeah, the she, had, shoes, like, she totally had feet. like platform heeled feet. And she just looked like evil demon sexiest. And it was, it was so appropriate for that character to turn into something like that. Because it reminded me of, 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 was it Ugly Americans? Have you ever seen that show? No. It's the greatest oh, show. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to see that show. But I mean, show so she got her soul through lust. That's the tool that she used. Yeah. And so it was so appropriate that she turned into something that looked like, like that. Like a succubus. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, and then I don't want to make assumptions because I don't want to make an ass of umptions. Um, yeah, don't do that. That's not nice. But um, I've seen a lot of depictions of the devil, and I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, the headmaster of the school is is the devil. I don't know. He seems like he's being bossed around by someone else. That the, Somebody else is who I mean by the headmaster. Sorry, the headmaster was was the demon guy that, that is running things and, yeah, had, and, and farts the green smog. Okay, yeah, yeah, that guy. No, Not him. There's probably a dean. The guy, the, let's say the dean. Whoever the Dean, dean is, devil. whoever's bossing him around, I'm going to presume being Satan, that is one of the coolest depictions of, of the devil that I've ever seen, where it's just like when he's in a room, half of the room, whatever he's in, is just black. And yeah, there's just, he, he is darkness. Yeah. Shadow just oozes out around him and you can't see details. Exactly. I love that design yeah, for that cool. character. So a lot of really, really great ideas artistically as well. Totally. Okay. Really only one complaint artistically. What is up with the skewed faces? Did you observe that? I didn't catch that. Okay. Mm. Okay. So I think all the way back to An Apocalypse by Adam Talley, how mm -hmm. a lot of the faces were like, like twisted up, right? Okay. Look at the comic again. A lot, a lot, a lot of the faces, especially when they're straight on, like the upper right side of the face is sort of skewed, mm. like mm. warped and pulled and twisted up. And it's it's a little subtle, but it's enough that if you were to... I and mean, again, this is when a character is, is looking straight on, shoulders square, like not skew, not like in a pose that should make them twisted or turned. If you drew a straight line across them, it it's like their face is jacked up, and hmm. it's something that I struggled with when I was younger, working on working on art and comics and stuff like that. And you know, I still at times will slip into that if I'm not being careful. It's just a tendency I have, I guess, because I'm right-handed and my somehow that wants to happen, and. Um, and so, but it's something that I'm really sensitive to and it drives me freaking crazy. Hmm. And so this was insanely prevalent throughout the entire comic. The, the faces, all of them are skewed to the upper right hand side to the point where I went into, I like took one of the images from the website, opened up Photoshop, dropped it in there, selected around like a box around the face, just messily, just to mess with it. And then selected transform skew and then like pulled the right corner down a little bit. And all of a sudden they looked good. They looked right. They looked better. I mean, they looked good already, but they looked right. And I did that to all the faces on the page. And then I pasted another 
of the original initial image, and I was able to like kind of with the eye sort of blink and and basically A B between them, and it's very noticeable. Interesting. Huh. And so it's like that's something that needs to be looked at, you guys. For some reason, when you say you guys, it feels like we're in a clubhouse. Like, you guys, you guys, we got to look at that. But Dave, Dave Hammond, the artist, Dave, talking to you, Dave. Like seriously, take a look at that and be careful with that because that is for those of us that that observe it. It is really distracting, really, really, really distracting, and you know all the characters look look like it's gotten stretched somehow, and it's just it it messes with the integrity of the art as a whole, and the art as a whole is really tight. But everything, I mean, even down to some of the bodies and poses, like it's all just kind of pulled and warped a little bit to the upper right side, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just I don't know, man, it just was driving me crazy. By I totally end. didn't catch that, but. Look again. You have a you have a keener eye than I do. That's I guess I think in particular yeah. with that specific thing that is something I look for. That's something I observe, and when it's there, it's kind of like, oh come on, guys, hmm. because that's just that's just a mistake. That's not an artistic choice. That's that's not good. That's just plain not good. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. But again, I'm making probably a much bigger deal of it than it really deserves. But because it is something that bothers me in particular, it's a pet peeve of mine. Anyway, so moving back to things we really liked. I did already talk about the layout and everything and the gutters and everything, mm-hmm. and, and it isn't as um, as responsive as some comics out there, but I do feel like it still responded to the environment. And the little bit of action that we did have, specifically talking about issue one, when Zoel comes and like just starts beating up the jock and the mean blonde chick, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the panels and gutters start to kind of warp and turn with the motion of her fight. You know, when she's making a punch, the line of her arm flying across the page to a punch them in the face the action lines all of that is sort of skewed and changed in that direction including the panels that are that they're contained within that was that was really 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 well done it makes it dynamic but not like stylistic like that deadly class or there is something that is so awesome when a comic book is able to successfully communicate motion because it is a Mm. static image it is one of the biggest things that comic books have to overcome that's why Comics that are successful with that, that really have a very strong sense of motion, are so powerful and have such striking imagery because it's important. You have to be able to do that when you're trying to tell stories. And I think that's one of the things that especially the older American comics really struggle with. I've been reading the old, old, like the eight, like not old, old, but I've been reading the the, the late 80s Hellblazer comics. The action is just not dynamic. It is for the time, but by our standards now, not very dynamic. And it, it makes a big difference. I'm so spoiled and used to the such a dynamic layouts. And the layouts are really interesting too, but they're more interesting in like a com- composition sort of magazine-like layout where they – how they fit it all in there. And mm-hmm. But it's not like they warp and, const- and and stretch based on, you know, what is happening in it. Almost like the power of their motion or something actually pulls everything with it. So it's really cool when a comic does that well. And this comic did a very good job of that. I agree. Yeah. I liked the writing – and I like the artwork on this one. I, to me, this one was a win. This is this is one that it's a good comic. You guys should go read it. I and it's free online. Ohhowcomics.com. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Final thoughts? Just go read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It was definitely a good read. All right. So again, we've been talking about Oh Hell. You can find Oh Hell and read it at ohhelcomics.com. That's O H H E L L Comics.com. Find them on Twitter at ohhelcomics. Like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ohelcomics. Follow them on Tumblr at ohelcomics.tumblr.com. Again, George, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And that was really fun to meet you there. And we enjoyed the comics. Good thing we ran into you. 
Thanks again for listening to Geek Life. We always love to hear from our listeners. Please email us at geeklife at pandamanga.com with your questions, comments, and insights. Anyone interested in becoming a PM contributor can visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there. Being a PM contributor would mean anything from writing articles, sending in comics to be hosted, making suggestions about what we should talk about on the podcast. All that stuff is encompassed in contributing to anything that we do on the site. So please, if you have ideas, suggestions, anything, send them our way. Music has been provided by AirPlus Recordings. As always, links to the artists and songs featured on this episode are available in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com. If you'd like more information about AirPlus Recordings, visit airplusrecordings.com. This is Marcus, and go read some comics. not offensive <laughs> um it's it's re- it really pissed me off <laughs> um you know what works <laughs> fan art it looks like fan art the only thing i with hate cross hatching the only thing i hate more than dumpster babies is people with fucked up eyes <laughs> wow <laughs>